0: Well, good afternoon, Faith Family Church. We just heard another great sermon in First Samuel. This is our First Samuel series. I'm here with uh, Pastor Dan Herbster, and uh, we're just going to talk about uh, today's sermon. So, Dan, how were how are you helped by today's? Uh, one
1: of the things that was so encouraging to me is thinking of this episode in terms of the story of David's life, and even Kyle putting it into three acts for us, or three scenes uh, almost for us, and then uh, relating that to his own personal story and that of his wife, Sarah, um, as an example, and it just it helped me not just see this as a historical event or an event in David's life, but compare it also to my story. So one of the applications is being able to trust God even when things aren't happy-clappy, as mm-hmm. as Kyle mentioned. And so it was just neat for me to reflect on my own life and the the difficult times I've been through, whether it's conflict or danger or stress, and realize that though not enjoyable in the moment, God had a sovereign plan for that in my life. And sometimes it's easier afterwards to look back and at least have hints about what God might have been doing. Sometimes we might not even know till heaven, but it's just encouraging to know. David went through very difficult times um, and uh, David was you know a man of God despite his faults and he had those difficult times. We uh, seeking to live for Christ. Um, we're going to have difficult times in this life.
0: Yeah, I think the text really showed the, the sovereignty of God over mm. our over, in and over our circumstances. Um, my my favorite quotable takeaway is the title itself. Let God mm. narrate. That's just, just something you could take with you, repeat to yourself. You know, remove your hand from the sword. You, you know, we don't get to write our own our own story. Um, you know, of course, we're we're responsible for our decisions, but uh, but you know, we're more equipped to make right decisions when we're in a state of submission. Humble submission to the will of God. So David's movements and how God just orchestrated all of that, uh, you know, David wasn't, uh, David wasn't calling those shots. Saul was calling his own shots, in, in, or at least he thought he was, um, but David was submitting to God's will. So, you know, on that, that subject, let God narrate, why, mm-hmm. is that, uh, why is that so hard for us to do?
1: It's because we want control of our own lives. And that's understandable. We want to be able to plan. We want to be able to prepare. Um, but sometimes that can become w- uh, an idol uh, that need for control, that need to be able to manipulate our own storyline or shield ourselves from the difficult aspects of the storyline. Um, and, and I think that's why. And uh, uh, one of the reasons we have the scriptures is to help us see God's in control. Uh, we have the book of Revelation that we'll get to here, uh, Lord willing, in the next few months. That, among other things, will help us realize that God's got the end completely planned in mind. He's control. He's in control of the beginning. He's in control now, just like He was for David's life. He will be control in control all the way to the to the future. Um, but that's hard for us to trust. Um, that's why God is called. Even in our seminar today, we talked about the value of church history. One of the things is to remember what God has done in the past. Um, and because we're so forgetful, especially when we're caught up in, in our own circumstances. So it is really helpful to, to see our lives as a story that is being narrated by God. And while we need to be responsible and be wise and seek to obey the Lord, we can, it, it takes the pressure off when we realize that God is in control. Mm.
0: So uh, at the beginning, Kyle gave us five reasons why we need the text. Uh, and then he circled back around and hit him again at the end. And they were uh, the five reasons we need the text. One, it points you to Christ. Mm -hmm. Two, it reveals your need for Christian friends. Three, it informs you that life is not always, as he said, happy clappy. Mm -hmm. Um, Four, it demonstrates that God is working in the small details. And five, it reinforces to you that God doesn't need you to try cases for him. So do any of those stick out to you? Well, they're all
1: fantastic practical applications, and I love how Kyle, it's deep theology, and yet it's also accessible, brings it down to our daily lives. Uh, I'll just go with the first two. Those are the first two. They're all great, but the first two really jumped out to me, pointing to a better Christ. Um, I don't know that I've ever heard a better preacher than Kyle at uh, pointing to Christ through the Old Testament or any passage of Scripture. He did it so faithfully. He, there are several different ways in this passage to get from David to Christ, and he touched on so many of them, whether it's uh, the one of the, the, the outline points was a rejected Savior and the way that figure uh, prefigures Christ or even uh, being betrayed or ambushed in a garden or, uh, in this case, a city. Just so many of the different ways that foreshadow... Um, Christ. And, and and we will really benefit the most from David when we don't just see him as a hero to always emulate, because we know that's not what he, he's about, or uh, are just trying to do exactly what he did or, or, or other practical applications as helpful the, as those are. We really miss out on the story of David if we fail to always keep in mind great David's greater son, as the theologians used to say. David points us to a much better David. And that is one of the reasons that Son of David is such an important title for Christ. Um, And so Kyle did that powerfully here. And then community. This is something that we emphasize at this church. Uh, we're big believers in the local church, and one of those reasons, for those who've taken the membership class, know it's because God made us for community, and we believe one of the right ways that we are supposed to satisfy that urge, that natural urge that God has given us as believers, is through the local church. And his suggestion to just find friends, uh, regardless of whether they meet up with your demographic situation, your age situation, or anything like that, But to build uh, friendships and allow our mutual faith to encourage one another. You know, it's sometimes, you know, and it can be an intentional discipleship relationship, a small group, or it could just be that informal when we build friendships with other believers and we're not afraid to talk about our faith. There's just that life on life um, friendship can be so encouraging. I think I remember in the book of Romans, Paul talks about his longing to see the believers in Rome. He says that you could be encouraged by my faith. And that uh, I would be encouraged by your faith. And it's as simple as that. When we uh, interact with our brothers and sisters in Christ, uh, either here in a gathering or in each other's homes in hospitality, uh, we, we should just be encouraged by one another. Jonathan and his commitment to the promises of God, even though it cost him the throne. I mean, he, was, he knew that he was in the line of succession under Saul, and yet he still acknowledged David as the rightful heir and and completely submitted his will to God. And then here he encouraged David, who was in a very discouraged uh, part of his life, with Scripture and the promises of God. Of course, we want to be sensitive when we're speaking truth to someone who's suffering. We want to be both empathetic and sympathetic. Mm -hmm. I know there's a big controversy about sympathy versus empathy. Um, I think that's really people just trying to argue uh, over politics but doing it through theological terms. But there's precedence for both. We want to communicate to people uh, how we feel about their situation, but we also lovingly want to meet those needs if we can, especially with words of truth meant to comfort and encourage. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I, the, the, that was just powerful. me. It's, it's just helpful to re- emphasize to me that church isn't just about doing. What, what ministries am I doing or teaching? Um, but that aspect of just encouraging one another is such an... And it's something that we can all do, regardless of whether calls us. God calls us to serve in an out-front way, or more of a behind-the-scenes uh, way, we're all call, uh, uh, called to be encouragers.
0: Yeah, that's one of the things uh, that, that has been emphasized here is um, we don't go to church. Well, in, in some sense, we do go to church to, to get something. Sure. Uh, but when you skip church, it's not just you missing out. It's, it's all of the people that mm. you could be encouraging when you're here. So mm. you, you're not just looking for Christian friends. You could be that Christian friend. Yes. Um, one of the, the points that stood out to me was um, this life is not always happy clappy. Um, you know, that's a truth that, that you want to learn mm. early on mm. in life. People waste so much time s- seeking happiness and trying to avoid anything that, that brings them unhappiness or, or pain. And it's such a stressful uh, way to live. Uh, you know, we put expectations on our lives, on our loved ones, on our jobs and our our circumstances. Uh, and, but to accept this truth, that that you're not always going to be happy in this life. you're not always going to be in circumstances that are just happy, clappy. Uh, and, and to accept that truth is, mm-hmm. is to humble yourself before God's sovereignty. Um, David knew the promises of God, that he would one day be king. Uh, now, we're, we're not going to be kings of Israel, but we have promises, too. And, and Kyle got to that at the end of the sermon. Uh, we have a promise of eternal life with Christ. You know, hold on to that. Um, you know, only then can you you live a life of, of joy despite your circumstances. You know, there's a difference between joy and happiness. Mm. So happiness ebbs and flows, but joy, we always have a reason for joy. So um, anything else you wanted no, to add? Yeah, that's sound? excellent. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, Church, we'll, we'll see you next week. We'll be back in First Samuel.
1: Thank you for listening to this resource of Faith Family Church. We gather on Sundays at 495 Hugh Hunter Road in Oak Grove, Kentucky, and are a short drive from Fort Campbell and Hopkinsville, Kentucky, as well as Clarksville, Tennessee. For more information, visit our website, myfaithfamilychurch.com.